In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joman. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 311 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... The most dastardly villain in all of Eternia. I am Magistrate Joe Shoes of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yeah you are buddy. How you doing champ? Gomez, take a whiff of this. Take a whiff. You smell that? That's greatness. Whoa, that's, that's what that greatness is. with a mixture of a little bit of lavender that I've been <sighs> I've been using to accentuate things. Love a little lavender, Very oh, just nice a little flavor. bit, just enough to know it's there. Do you ever Not- drink lavender? Sometimes they got these crazy drinks when you go to a bar, it's like lavender lemonade with some tequila or something. No, when I go to a bar, I look for the beers with the weird names that stand out to me. So. <laughs> Something like uh, like an IPA, I remember one time, was named Hoptimus Prime. Got to try it. Yeah. Why to. wouldn't I try that? Yeah. It looks like it was made for me. Needless to say, I hated it. I hate all those drinks. The but IPAs, I, buy I don't. Why do I, I keep hate drink, I keep trying them because they got cool names and I hate them. I hate all these hops. It's like, oh, maybe this will be the one. Look, this is the one. Nope. It's not. I hate them all. Ugh, terrible. But I don't stop. I don't stop trying. Just like day. Miley Cyrus. We can't stop and we won't stop. Won't stop. Ain't no reason to. Keep going. <laughs> How you uh, doing, buddy? Last week you were, uh, you know. Still pissed. Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> is it. I, I understand still being angry. But like the week is. You haven't had like misfortunes this week. Right. You're like. It's just a regular. No. It's not like my dog died or anything like that. If if that's what you're hoping for. No. Get a good, I, get a I good story out of me Gomez. No. That's what you want. My fucking torment and despair. I just want to talk about a TV show. I don't want to hear about the sadness. No. No. None of that baby. None of that. You are the I'm selector just... of sadness. I'm just checking in on you. Making sure you're good. You know. People don't like that. People want Happy Joe. I don't think they like Happy Joe. Why not? He's a he's a fun guy. In today's society, you know, we live in a society. <laughs> um, in today's society, Gomez, we we are naturally drawn to the bad, to the horrible, to the unfortunate, and that's what I think people want. They want tales of desperation. You know, you say it, and I don't want it to be true, but I agree. Yeah, I agree. People like to bask in that negativity. Yeah. No good. We don't not, like no, that. Not for me. We don't want negative Nancys over here, bro. You might. <laughs> no, I don't. I want happiness. I want happy Harriets. I don't know. 
Are they good? What's a good H name? <laughs> Harold. Harold is a good H. You can be the Harold of Happiness. <laughs> you know, when I was uh, still at Gleason's gym and we would do our student show every month, we'd do one show a month, Johnny Rods would do commentary, but he wouldn't do commentary just for like who was ever watching on video or whatever. He would do commentary over the house PA. So he'd yep. give away like anything. Like if a guy was cheating, he'd be like, Oh, what do you say, ref? What do you say? He's <laughs> Turn, around. Turn around, ref. <laughs> Referee, you got us. He'd be like, You'd be trying to tell a story, work a match, and Johnny Rod's just be there fucking drunk on sangria, telling everybody what was going on. But he used to make up the dumbest names for people. So you had like a guy, Minion, who's I guess better known as Obarian from the Batiri now. Yeah. Like one time he said his real name. As his hometown. He's like, oh, here he come all the way from Chris. He the minion. Johnny Ross is the best, bro. And then for me, he'd be like, oh, Mr. Flamboyant. He the happy man from Happy Land. And I'd be like, but yo, Johnny, why I got to be gay for? And he'd be like. Who said anything about being gay? No one's Abby like, but you call me Mr. Flamboyant. Like, what do you think that is? <laughs> and he like, he like turns around to like Mac Daddy Flex. He's like, is that what I mean? And he's like, yo, Johnny, you called that dude gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny Rods. One of a kind, folks. Johnny. Yeah, he's something. <laughs> Wow, you know, you don't really talk about is this the first Johnny Rod story on the podcast and three hundred? Like, I feel like you never bring. You know what? It actually might be. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Oh, a lot of a lot of good times. Fifty fifty raffles, baby. I mean, you 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 were around. You got a lot of the stories. Like as they were going on, do you have a favorite Johnny Rod story that you remember? Oh, I mean, no, I don't remember a lot of Johnny Rod. It's probably a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke is a good one. Johnny Rod's on the commentary is it's just the perfection. It's perfection. It's every match is just talking about whatever. But he'll turn to someone and start talking, and the mic will be on. He you know, it's just <laughs> be having a regular conversation while the mic is on. Yes, it's the best. Oh, what do you say, Ref? Oh, this guy, he the shits, baby. Oh man. How they uh they still pumping out kids over there? Like you don't really No, they uh... never were. <laughs> you never you never hear it get brought up anymore. I think the last guy to ever really do anything from Gleason's would have been Big Cass, W. Morrissey. That's true. And even then he I mean, I guess he's technically considered a Johnny guy, but he was there for a very short period of time. Matt Stryker happened to come by one day, saw how big the kid was. And basically got him signed. That way they could get him out of there before Johnny ruined them. Hey, it, it worked. I mean, he got out of there. He, yeah. made, he made it, you know. Let's how see about, what he how does about this? So Morrissey, same school as me. Same high school as me. Crazy. We played in a fantasy baseball league together at one point. <laughs> and we've never met. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It's a small world. Everybody knows everybody. Never met. So if he's the last Johnny guy, that's that's what, 10 years now? Is that right? That's like eight probably, years? It's probably at least. You know, it feels like that long. 
Uh, it's probably four years. It's just it's been a long couple of years, guys. No, because he was like one, he's one of those guys I associate with like the original NXT, like when NXT first became a thing, and not just the show they did on the side. Yeah, like the, sure. Like the competition show, like when it first became like its own wrestling show. I kind of associate him in that time. So I guess that would have been like eight years or so. That's, that's so crazy. That's Maybe so more. We're very old, Joseph. We're very old. No, we, we, we've definitely hit that point where we're on the back nine of life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My goodness. everything. Oh, I can't believe it. It's just... you. I'm at the point, right? I know you don't You don't listen to a lot of uh, newer music. Uh, That's not true. They call me the, the <laughs> wizard of... Well, uh, it's not a new trend, but you know... You know, hip-hop, pop music, they like to sample songs. Yes, go matter of hip-hop popular music. <laughs> so they sample, you know, older songs. We're at the age group now where these songs that we grew up with, you know, they're like 25, 30 years old. So this is like when, you know, P. Diddy would sample the police, you know, taking your yeah. mom's song. Now they're doing it to our songs, and it's unacceptable, bro. I can't The worst be... <laughs> when... That- I assume lessons are now being used in like car commercials it's, or like, or like, here's your limp dick pills played by like with lithium by Nirvana over it. It's, it's like, crazy. Are you experiencing erectile dif- dysfunction? Yeah. Yeah. I think right. Music probably makes everyone feel the oldest, right? Cause everyone, everyone turns on the uh, VMAs and go, who the fuck are these people? What right? the fuck is going who, on? Who is this person? I know Taylor Swift, and that's it. You know, I I know a lot of these people on popular music, and I don't even know half these people that'd be on the show. I'm like, oh, what about that one guy I know? It's like, nope. Here's seven guys you don't know. Yeah, I'll be like, what album did Beck put out this year? <laughs> like, did, still... I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure he did. That's why. And and MTV always loved him. They always gave him love and, and Moon Man trophies. Isn't it weird that they even show the VMAs at this point, right? Because most of the video watching is on YouTube, right? They don't show none, none of this shit on MTV. Of course. I mean, we've talked about this a lot over the course of the past couple of years. MTV, like the award show that MTV really should be having right now is like the best of ridiculousness. Hosted by Rob Diddick. <laughs> Imagine he hosts the show himself. <laughs> it's just all the clips. The it's best just all clips the clips of, of himself. <laughs> Funniest <laughs> clip of me. Awarded to me. I think we did. We actually did. Right, We've done that. Where we looked through the cable guide. And the jokes about that show being on all the time. It's not a joke. It's, it's the truth. <laughs> no, it genuinely is 24 hours of ridiculousness. I remember we looked at Comedy Central one time when they showed like four shows. It was like South Park, The Office. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. It's over and over the same shit. Cable TV, man, it's wild. If they're not showing it's- reruns of that, I'm, all I'm watching is Avenger movies. Avenger movies are on all the time. Are they really? Yes. So kids are growing up watching Endgame, Infinity War, Thor, like constantly. Even Star Wars. They be playing Last Jedi, even Return of Skywalker now is on TV, and it's on See, a that, lot. That if makes no sense it, to me because it. it's like everybody has Disney Plus. So if you want to watch it, wouldn't you just watch it on Disney Plus? But we say that, but it's the truth. This people, not everyone has it. Remember, like we would see, 
everyone has the WWE network where I go like, who's paying for pay-per-views? And you yeah. would see it'd be like 30,000 people are still buying pay-per-views, I guess, because just it's too much. They can't stupid. handle this. I think stupid. <laughs> I think some places can't handle that that bandwidth. I maybe I I guess. What places are those? Definitely not Orlando, Florida. I'll tell you that. We got all the bandwidth. The best bandwidth around, baby. We are the barons of bandwidth. <laughs> uh, real fast wrestling. It's a big week of wrestling, Joe. You excited? I don't believe you. This. So <laughs> we never so talked let about me tell this. You, the only big thing coming up in wrestling. Oh, I is know. When is October 9th, yeah. Richfield Park, New Jersey, FWF Live 4. Your double main man, Gomez, is going to be in action defending Woo! the FWF tag team titles, me and Brian Myers. I can't wait. Are you coming, Gomez? I was just, is that an afternoon show or a night show? It is an afternoon show, a Sunday afternoon. Maybe I'll bring Shiloh. See Uncle Shoes do his thing. We might I'm do that. Eight by ten. You want an we eight by ten, little girl? Either way, I I will definitely be there. Of course, I gotta get my tickets. I know it's a hot seller. It's gonna sell out. I'm sure. Actually, the tickets are going very well for this. Of course, you 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 got a title match. <laughs> tickets are available on majorwfpod.com. I'm very very excited. And Gomez to to put some icing on the cake for this week. Pro Wrestling Tees 20% off sale is going on right now. Whoa. So you could go, you could get you a shirt, you could get Shiloh a shirt, you could get your wife a shirt, your mom a shirt, your brother a shirt, your sister-in-law a shirt, you could get my double main man Mr. Ball a shirt at (laughs) 20% off of ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. You know, if I went upstairs and I said, Hey, Kelly, I think we should take Shiloh to this wrestling match and we'll all get Joe Shoes, Captain Shoes shirts. She'll be like, yes, we have to do this. Yes, so 100%. I, it's, so it's going to happen. 20, and Gomez, because I'm so benevolent. They call me the Baron of Benevolence, the Godfather of Generosity. Whoa! They call me these things because guess what I'm doing? Special for the 20% off sale. Wow. Well, that's enough. What else are you doing, bro? I am releasing... The Shoes Clues t-shirt. Oh, that's a good shirt, bro. Gonna finally be up there. Shoes Clues, designed by George Feast from Going Postal with Dylan Postal on the Major Pod Network from the Game Marks podcast. George Feast designed the Shoes Clues shirt, and you can get it now at 20% off. I gotta say, bro, you got some some good people doing your shit. Those shirts are looking nice, bro. You got some some nice-looking shirts. I really do have uh, connections with some good people, and they, they've coming through for me, and I appreciate them making the time to work with me. Yes. Get them shirts, folks. Come on. Or you could get a shoot message. Have me oh. do some kind of cameo. Have me do I, – I just did a intro for someone's fantasy football draft. It was awesome. I had a great time doing it. I love these things. and you get a message from me. I'll say whatever kind of fucked up shit you want. Even if it's not fucked up shit. I'll say polite stuff too. I'll be like, hello, gentlemen and ladies. I have something good to say about things. And this is what it is. And then I will say it. That's exciting. I hope you don't get in trouble. But it's exciting. 
It's so exciting. <laughs> Just can't fight it. But I have to sing tonight, Zach. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so scared. The best. So sad. They canceled that Saved by the Bell reboot. After oh, two seasons, there's yeah, no more. I, I think we're all okay with that. I really enjoyed it. I never did finish season two. I was enjoying it, but, you know, there's 400 things that come out a week. I didn't even get through season one. I, I know no, you hated it, but I liked it. I was I was a fan of it. <clears throat> but, yeah, those reboots, they don't last. You know, this. Uh, I just saw something about that Roseanne reboot. It's on his fifth season. And they're not bringing back DJ. They said, DJ, we've had enough of you, bro. <laughs> Don't come back. Man, that's, a- that's... I saw, like, an original cast member was leaving. I didn't know who it was. And honestly, I have never watched Roseanne, even in its original airing or in the reboot fashion. I've never watched it. So... I mean, I, I don't care. I know a lot of people who love it, who love the original. It was a very, I guess, more accurate portraying of the working class type of family than you would normally see on a network sure. television sitcom. Yeah. But it's just for whatever reason, I never, not that I watched it and I didn't like it. I just never, never watched it. It's one of those shows we watched it. If it was on, we watched it, had a good time, but it was never like, oh, we got to watch Roseanne this week. We, Oh, man, we miss Roseanne. It was just like, oh, look, Roseanne's on. We watched it, laugh, have a good time, and, and then forget go about, about it. your life. Yeah. It was never was never a thing. And that reboot, I never get out of here. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> well, Gomez, I got good news, and that is a big thank you to everyone for listening this week. Remember to follow us on all the social media at Jomez, Instagram, Twitter, and Honestly, I think that's better. Facebook, we have a Facebook page. You can come on Facebook page there. We put up some stuff, some videos, some some musings, some pictures of me riding a zebra, you know, all of that good stuff. Uh, remember to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you download it. And if you do, screenshot it and tweet it to us at Card Jomez, and you can possibly win an autographed 8x10 from Ooh, both Gomez baby. and myself. And if you come to FWF Live 4, See if you get a picture with Gomez because I'll be there doing photo ops anyway. <laughs> but now you got to go on the lookout and see if you find Gomez. You got anything fun on your YouTube? You eat anything sexy? No, I've been very busy this week. Very, very busy. And I kind of been neglecting my YouTube. Uh, soon enough, I will have up my review of the Coca-Cola Dream World. Though. Ooh, that's important. I've had I, some of those. I did come across it. I grabbed both the regular and the sugar-free. Ooh. So we're going to do a little side-by-side comparison. You got you got bottles or cans? What'd you get? I got bottles. I got the cans. I got the little mini cans that had at the supermarket. Just like my man Beck, bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. <laughs> uh, I I found that, and I also found, I mean, I guess it's been out for a while, this Dark Berry Dr. Pepper. Oh. It's, it's like got Jurassic World on it, so I guess it's been out for a little bit. Yeah. You know? And uh, I saw the cans, I'm like, oh, you know, you never really see Dr. Pepper do something crazy like that. It tasted like Dr. Pepper, a little sweet, like a little fruit aftertaste, but it's pretty much Dr. Pepper, nothing crazy. I did put up a short on YouTube and on Instagram and on TikTok of me trying from the Walt Disney World, the pain and panic 
hot dog from Casey's Corner right on Main Street in the Magic mm. Kingdom. What the hell is that? It is a <laughs> it is a hot dog with what appears to be a bunch of sweet onions, some spicy Cheetos, and it's supposed to be, I guess, like a special kind of mustard. But let me tell you, Gomez, it is not a special kind. It is fucking brown mustard and a lot of it. Oh, that's sucks. I like so, mustard, but I don't need to be drowning in it. It's about a, I believe, like a 45-second video. You can watch my whole review as a short. I didn't think it necessitated a whole regular release. So it's up there for anyone who wants to watch it. YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. Instagram.com, the Joe Shoes over there, and on TikTok as well. So you go check that out. Follow me on TikTok. I've been getting more into the TikTok. I understand that's the way the world is going, despite my protestations. We've we've talked about it. I mean, you God bless you. You're doing your thing on the TikTok. I'm still uh, you know. I'll also start having some clips this week, hopefully, from Captain's Log episode four with Francine. Ooh. I heard that was a lot of fun. We did. We had a great time. She she seemed very happy. She had a good time. She can't wait to do it again, actually. Oh, I would love that. That'd be good. Reoccurring guest every once in a while on the Captain's Log. Yeah. So next week will be uh, the next episode of Captain's Log. That's going to be with Matt Cardona. So a lot of stuff oh. going on in the Joe Shooniverse. That should be a fun one. The hardcore yeah. legend. The, the Deathmatch King himself. <laughs> ECW, ECW original. original. <laughs> oh, I, see Bu- I see Bubba Ray's popping off. <laughs> Bubba Ray saying he's not extreme, but believe me, I've seen what Matt's garage looks like, and it's pretty damn extreme. <laughs> if Bubba would just see that garage. Oh, but you've been busy. So what you been doing, Joe? Oh my God, it's the life of a champion, the life of a public figure. Like, what haven't I been doing? I think is is the easier question, Gomez. You've been you've been watching some stuff. Tons of stuff, tons of stuff, because I need to provide my peoples here with all of the content. There's a lot of stuff out. Oh, yeah? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about all of it, Gomez. Where do we start? Hmm. Let's start here. Let's start with this one. Uh, There's a Mike Tyson show on the Hulu. Yeah, I didn't even know about this. It happened to come across my suggestions when I opened the Hulu yeah. app this week. It just popped up there. And I said, well, what is what is this? Why what, what, why does this exist? It's interesting. So it's basically the Young Rock version of Mike Tyson. <laughs> right off the bat, uh, there's two episodes on there. They're like 20-minute episodes. And that's like really weird to see a, a show like, I figured it'd be like a 40-minute kind of drama kind of thing. 20 minutes in and out. It's pretty, it's pretty weird to have a show like that. I mean, I guess it's portrayed more like as I really felt like it was the young rock, Mike Tyson. And I like the setup of it with the one man show. And so, yeah, that's the whole premise is that you're seeing the show as Mike Tyson is supposedly narrating his life during his one man stand up comedy type show. And it is interesting. I wonder how much of it is true, how much of it is just amped up for TV or just in Mike's regular storytelling or from his memory. Uh, but as far as a television show, it's an entertaining watch, I thought. It's Tyson's entertaining, you know, so if this is this is based on his life, you know, there's always been crazy stories. I've never watched a documentary or 
or read a book on Tyson, but I would think that it is pretty fascinating stuff, right? I mean, he's a pretty interesting guy here. Yeah. Mike Tyson is an interesting guy, and the way these stories are told are in an entertaining form and fashion, and the story keeps moving. So it doesn't give you really a chance because it's so short. doesn't give it a chance for you to really get tired of it or sick of it. Yeah, it's a show. Like, I don't, I'm not like, oh my God, the show's best. But it's so quick that it's just like in and out. And it's like, all right, that wasn't so bad. You know, spending 20 minutes here, 40 minutes there. I I don't think it's a long show. I think there's only a few episodes. So that's, that makes it weird too that it's so short, you know? I think I wonder like if that's the eight episodes was a, was a money thing or just a, an agreement type thing or or maybe all the stuff he really had content for. I don't know. Either way, the only thing I, I really didn't like about it was the guy who actually plays Tyson. I feel like they could have done they could have gotten someone who looked the part a little bit more. Yes, when he's being old Tyson with the tattoo on his face, it just looks yeah. so weird. I don't know if it's just like. Maybe it's, that's just a weird-ass tattoo. We're so used to seeing Tyson with it that yeah. if we see someone else with it, we're like, yo, what the fuck? This thing is crazy looking. Yeah, so I look here. So it's eight episodes. So it's basically like a movie, you know, with 20-minute episodes. It's like, uh, why don't we just do a movie here then? I don't know. I don't like that. Uh, Mike Tyson is not happy with this show. I believe he's trying to sue Hulu because of this. He had no involvement. So I don't know if because they took liberties or because... They're not sugarcoating things. I don't know. I didn't look into it. I got to I gotta find out exactly what's going on here. I mean, what do you mean he had no – wouldn't he have to sign some kind of uh, authorization or something to use his life rights or something? Like, wouldn't – there had to be something. Maybe not. Look, here, look. Look, at this is the headline. I'll just read the headline. Mike Tyson takes a jab at Hulu ahead of Mike Seves' series premiere. They stole my life story and didn't pay me. Like, that seems like, how is that allowed? Did he check with his representatives first to make sure they didn't get paid? (laughs) Someone had to get paid for this. I, I would think so. Don't let Hulu fool you. I don't support their story about my life. They stole my life and didn't pay me. <laughs> so I don't know. So w- would he support this. the show had he gotten paid? Does it say that? Would Possibly. that make it okay? I'll read up more into it. and uh, But it seems, yeah. I, I guess you could do that. I guess that's what I got to look into. Can we just pick someone to make a movie about them? Like we just go. That's what it's, I always thought you needed to have somebody's life rights or something to make that kind of almost invasive type docu-series or something. What if you do it like based on a book or something? Maybe like there's an unauthorized autobiography that they're basing it on, you know? Maybe something like that? It's interesting. I mean, that could be it. Interesting. It's just like, I'm going to make the Joe Shoe story and you don't have no say in it. Fuck you. (laughs) I'll sue you you for everything (laughs) you're Did you see the uh, the Weird Al trailer? The Weird Al movie trailer, bro? I did not. I have heard about it. I So did Weird Al date Madonna or something? Bro, this is like the greatest movie of all time. I cannot wait for this movie. It's clearly a fake biopic about Weird Al. Okay. I see. I, I was under the impression it was a real movie. 
It's a re- it, it's no, but but it's, like a, an actual documentary. No, but it's Weird Al is doing it. So of course, weird in Weird Al style, the movie's a lie. Everything is okay. bullshit. Okay, so that okay, I it didn't basically know it looks like well, once if when you see the trailer, it's like Walk Hard, like it's that kind of vibe, like you're okay. getting that kind of like like oh, this is clearly a silly fucking movie. And when the well, Madonna stuff comes, like, you're like oh, I've this never... is so crazy. I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it yet, but I see like Daniel Radcliffe is in it. So I'm yes. like, oh, like, and Weird Al Yankovic, not for nothing. I could see them doing a serious fucking biopic sure. on Weird Al Yankovic. Like that man has had a hell of a fucking career at this point. Sure. But he don't want that. He wants to be silly. Keep it silly. He's like, come on. What fun is that? Yeah. So watch that trailer. I think it comes out uh, in October on the Roku channel, bro. <laughs> a Roku original. <laughs> I believe you and I will just be downloading it illegally then. Well, no, Roku is free. So this is what don't even make sense. It's like when we see a Tubi original, what are we doing, Tubi? H- how are you how are you buying these movies and putting f- movies? I don't even understand. So Roku is a free channel. We just got to go on the website or I think they have an app. And we can watch a Weird Al movie for free, which is great. Thank you. But it's just very, I just don't get, you know, again, why we care about the business. Listen, staff, I don't okay? need another fucking app. I will be downloading it illegally. <laughs> oh, man. It's just ridiculous. There is way too much. I, I, I'm i still going through my Paramount Plus. I'm enjoying it, but I'm, I'm looking through and I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't need to pay for this every month. This is definitely... Yeah. One of these things I don't have to pay for. Peacock, I'm going to stop paying for it because I still got to watch ads. When I watch a movie, it starts with ads. And when I watch wrestling, I still got to watch ads because all you other people didn't pay for it. So it's just like, uh, what am I doing? I'll save my $5. I'll buy a sandwich every month. I like sandwiches. You know? I like it better than watching wrestling, I'll tell you that. That's not nice. You love wrestling. Especially you now you're, you're back in the business. No, Gomez, I think you mistook that. I don't love wrestling. I am wrestling. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, so, Tyson, I don't know what day of the week it comes out because I don't pay attention to that. Hulu is usually a, a once-a-week thing, so I guess we got a couple more weeks of this. I'll check it out. Like I said, it's quick enough that uh, – it's not uh it's not hurting nobody to watch it real fast. But I'm not loving it. It's not great. It's okay. one thing I I found it entertaining enough where I was like, yeah, cool. this is fine. Uh one thing I did not find entertaining enough, however, Gomez be still my broken heart, a league of their own. Oh, this is very upset. This is very upsetting. This is well oh. a league of their own, eight episodes, about 45 minutes each, and at the end of the day. I do not think it is worth the investment. Mm. I watched I was the whole waiting thing. For, I watched I was the whole for thing. That stamp. Um, like I said last week, there seems to be this premium put on literally every character taking some kind of lesbian turn at some point, and then it gets even further. It it becomes a a um, mission statement about uh homosexuality and trans uh rights and, and just acceptance and that's not a bad thing it's just the way it's presented makes it like this is really the way you want to do this because 
you're getting away from why I think people are watching this show. I can't see this show getting renewed. I would be shocked if it did. And honestly, not very good. The baseball, one of the biggest things about the original movie is the fact that you had a great cast. Everybody played their roles really, really well. Damn good script. And the baseball looks authentic. In this, the baseball does not even look fucking passable. Really? That's bad then. Yeah, that's, that's it a makes, big deal. So the baseball parts are very bad. They end basically, it ends on such a fucking whimper. It's meant to be like this big, meaningful moment. And it comes off so goddamn flat that you're just like, oh, like, oh. Did, um, did Nick Offerman disappear from the show? Did, yes. Did, uh, so I heard about that because it's, it's a COVID thing. Because <clears throat> oh, is uh, that what it is? So what happened is they started filming, and then COVID started happening, and then he couldn't come back. Like it just they couldn't make it work to bring him back or something like that. And so I guess he just disappears after like two or three episodes. So he's in a couple episodes. He's like the manager of the Rockford Peaches. And then all of a sudden, he just like gets into it with one of the players, which just seems like advancing the storyline. And he's gone. And they're like, oh, he got a job working for the Orioles. <laughs> See, so I wonder if if maybe the show would would have been better, you know, obviously, if if they were able to do it properly. You know, it was my problem with the, the Mighty Ducks uh, reboot, like a lot of stuff, they had to to switch things up because of COVID, mm-hmm. and so it's like, oh man, I really wish they got to to tell the story that they wanted to tell. Like it sucks. Well, even with this, they're so they're telling dual stories at the same time. So you have the story of the girls who are actually playing in the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, but then the there's the story girl, right? of yes, this other girl that's, that's who doesn't even she's not even allowed to try out because she's black, and yeah. she ends up she's. Her hometown is Rockford, so being a peach would have been a big thing. So and then it it show, has like this mirroring story of what she's doing because she still loves baseball and whatever. But it just, I don't know. I feel like it would have been a more compelling story had they would have been like, "Oh, you're in the league," or you know, it's it's fiction. We're not telling yeah a a autobiography version yes. of the AAGBPL, and it's just. I, I don't know. I just don't think it works. I don't think it works. I If I'm going to grade it, honestly, I'm going to give it a double main man. Oh, that's sad to hear. Like I said, I was waiting for that stamp of approval. I, di- I did like the idea of the dual storylines of the, the black girl not allowed to play and see what would happen to her. But uh, yeah, this sounds like... I actually think her, her best friend, so Max is her name, Maxine. Uh, her best friend is this woman named Clance, and I think she is probably the one part. of the best characters in the show. She's terrific. Real fast on baseball, Joe, where do you fall on this uh, Willie Mays Mets retiring number? Oh, my God. Yeah, I did Would you bro. read my Twitter? No, I didn't. I just know that people are not happy with it. Um, I would say I think most people are happy with it. Okay. Uh, I know I'm not one of them. Oh, okay. I, I even even Mr. Ball was telling me, oh, I hear a lot of people, which is like he don't know nothing. Yeah. So he was hearing it. I guess he heard from somebody or something that people are not happy about this. Well, I'm sure he follows my Twitter. <laughs> that uh, must be it. <laughs> honestly, I hate it. 
I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because for years, the Mets have have been so limited with the amount of numbers we've retired. Yes. That to do so for now, let's go back in time 50 years ago. 50 years ago, the owner at the time, Mrs. Joan Payson, made a promise to Willie Mays that his number would be retired. In those 50 years, his number never retired. Was never it was retired, kind of yeah. officially retired. Yes, where it's rotation. The only three players have worn it since. Two of them were had permission from Willie Mays. One of them was Ricky Henderson. The other, Robinson Cano. The other one was given it, it was given the number by mistake. That was Kelvin Torve, who was like a late season minor league call-up. <laughs> Whoops. The, then someone realized the mistake and you know was like, oh, can't have that one. So but funny. honestly, maybe this is because I suffer in a sense from little brother syndrome when it comes to the Mets. Our stadium was built as like a celebration of the Dodgers. We have a Jackie Robinson rotunda. And listen, I get Jackie Robinson. I appreciate Jackie Robinson. But the Dodgers exist. And the Dodgers are where his career was. Not the Mets. We don't have to be the gatekeepers of all New York National League baseball. Why can't we just be the fucking Mets? We're six. This is the 60th anniversary of the fucking Mets right now. I don't need to be celebrating Jackie Robinson. I don't need to be celebrating the fucking Dodgers. And I certainly don't need to be retiring Willie Mays' number. No one thinks of Willie Mays as a Met outside of the fucking three people left living who were here in 1973 to witness Willie Mays' 100 at-bats as a fucking Met. I don't think that necessitates a fucking retired number for a team you barely played on. I understand they went to the World Series in 73, but they didn't win, and it's not like he had to... Listen, Willie Mays is an all-time great. You're talking about one of the top five players in the history of the game, but he's not a fucking Met. Everything you say is very valid. I I understand. And and the, the argument for it just seems to be, oh, well, you don't understand what Willie Mays means to New York. No, I do understand that. But it's not the fucking... I, not the fucking, I don't give a shit about fucking New York Giants. I don't give a shit about the rest of New fucking York. F- frankly, I don't give a shit about anything that happens eight feet outside of Flushing when it comes to my fucking baseball. <laughs> it's the truth. That's it. <laughs> so now I got to look up in the rafters and and tell all of my legions of shoonies, all my fucking kids. Oh, there's some of the all-time Mets greats. Gil Haas, the manager who led us to a first World Series. Tom Seaver, the best player this franchise will ever see. Keith Hernandez, one of the biggest leaders, one of the biggest clutch performers when we won our second World Series. There's Jerry Kuzman, the greatest left-handed pitcher in the history of this team. And there's Willie Mays, the fucking giant. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, what he means to New York. I don't give a shit. Why does that fucking matter? I agree. Hey, I'm on, I'm more on your side than I'm on the other side. I don't care enough, but I don't think we should be doing it. It's we don't need to do that. Hmm. Let, let, let's make a list of all the people who have had better Mets careers than Willie Mays and deserve this a lot more. I'll start. We'll rotate. Let's go back and forth for the next fucking hour. Uh, Jeff Kent. Todd Hundley. Bobby Bonilla. 
Rick Reed. Rick Reed is a good one. How about yeah. John fucking Franco? John Franco's a great one. Uh, Joe McEwen. Carl Everett. <laughs> John Olerud. John Milner. Brett Butler. Joe Orsalak. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman? <laughs> Fucking Arnold? <laughs> we gonna put the Gooch up there too? <laughs> uh, Gomez, this obviously pisses me off a little bit. I get it. It's your team. It's your team's history. It does mean something. I understand. And you make a point. When you explain the history of the Mets, you have to explain that that 24. And how do you explain it? And and I get it. <laughs> the owner at the time made that promise to him that it was going to be retired. So we're like, but we're why talking now? now. Why didn't we? She was alive. Why didn't she do it? it yeah. Like she could have did it from the start. And then the next one could have did it to honor her and never did. What are we, four? How many owners now? Seven owners later? What, what are we doing? I, I don't know, but it's fucking 50 years. Like, yes, that too. <laughs> it's a long time. It just, it bothers me because, you know, even I kind of, I don't want to say I got into it with Howie Rose, who's the Mets radio broadcaster, Whoa. phenomenal radio broadcaster. What's last this? Year, I didn't hear this. Last year, he brought it up on a radio broadcast, and I was at work listening to the game on the radio because I couldn't be watching it. And I made a tweet about, and I was an angry tweet about how I'm sick of having to be like this gatekeeper for the rest of the National League baseball history in New York. When I got a, every time we look at that stadium, that's a homage to the Dodger Stadium in Brooklyn. Yes. You walk in the front door, what do you see? Jackie Robinson. That team still exists. They can honor Jackie Robinson. The Giants still exist. They can honor Willie Mays. At no point is anyone throughout the annals of baseball going to go, Willie Mays, man, what a fucking Met. It's the truth. Wasn't it sad? Wasn't it like sad Willie Mays, right? Like it was the end of his career. He was, yeah, like 40 years old or 41 years old, still hanging on, had a good postseason, you know, like he rose to the occasion at the end. But at you know, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> so funny. Oh, I, I didn't mean to set you off. I, I, I didn't know for sure that you were anti-retiring. But I didn't know you had all that fire in your belly for it. I just, I want my team to be about my team. I don't, I don't see why that's wrong. And I don't see why some 60-year-old motherfucker who happened to be, you know, eight years old for the eight minutes Willie Mays was in a Mets uniform, why they have to fight to, like, protect this guy at all costs. Like, like, and I said, I get it. I get Willie. I get the greatness of Willie Mays, but not as a fucking. Did you enjoy uh, the Legends Day otherwise? Old-timers Day. Yes, I did, It was something I didn't think I would care about much but then as i was watching the introductions and and seeing what genuinely looked like those guys having a great time having a good time it became very fun for me to watch as well yes all i need to see was my boy todd hunley being interviewed and i was like this is it this is the best day ever 
Oh, you were Todd Squad, big time. Of course. Come on, he's the best. Until I mean, yeah, he was the best. You know. <laughs> Is he, he still replaced. smoking his two packs a day? <laughs> he, you know, he didn't look so bad. I gotta admit, he looked he looked pretty much the same. So I had the same face. It wasn't like fat or too skinny. It was just, it was, looked the same. It was good. Piazza oh. took out some balls in batting practice. They were showing. Hey, I believe it. He still looks good too. How about Mookie Wilson? Mookie Mookie Wilson got to be fucking 70 years older at this point. An MVP of the game, two doubles, a great catch on the run. He's feeling himself. Exactly. Showing off. I still got it, boys. Talking shit. You ain't talking shit in the dugout. And and for those of you who don't know, Gomez is a big fan of Mookie's son, Preston. Preston. Who was such a proud son on Twitter afterward, posting clips and videos of of his dad's MVP performance. It was adorable. I love Preston, bro. He had some bombs, bro. When he when he made some contact, yeah, that shit was woo. Love some Preston Wilson, bro. I would have named him. That's what I should have named in the game. My boy Preston Wilson. Mm. Enough anger. We got. Did you watch something that made you happy? We got some happiness to talk about. Um. Not really. <laughs> That's what I want. I did watch the season three of the CGI He-Man show this week. Oh, how was that? Because I know you like it. It's I not do for like you, it. but you still like it. I still enjoy it, yes. And I think this season was just mediocre. It was it was fine. Oh, Nothing okay. really great. Once again, it's not for me. I you know, I liked where they were going with the storyline. There was a lot of foreshadowing there that I didn't pick up until the end when they did the tease for the next season. I was gonna say, was was there um was there uh, was there like a good interesting storyline? Did they do anything interesting? They've been following this character arc of Skeletor just gaining all the power and stuff. Okay. And you gotta remember there's still kids on the inside, they all have their own powers. He uh Prince Adam's best friend. Who is this girl, Crass, who's the daughter of Ram Man? Um, she kind of turned heel because Skeletor promised her he could bring her parents back. And now she realizes that Adam and Duncan and Tila are her real friends and her real family now. So she went back and they they you know defeated Skeletor while setting up for the next season with a different villain, which I th- actually thought was pretty well done because. They swerved us and they kind of broke with the the legacy, the litany, the mythos mm. of regular masters of the universe. But it's fine. It, it's not like it's it's not something that shits on the history of masters of the universe. It's just something that's done differently. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that, but at least it was an interesting turn. Sure. That's all you can ask for. Try something. You might not work, but at least you're trying something. Yeah. You show you have a reason to exist. If you're just telling the same shit, what are we doing? Exactly. All right. Do you think uh, you think they're gonna get a season four? Like people, I mean, I think so. I think this show's doing well enough. Um, at least it's hard for me to know how well it's doing. It's not like Netflix releases sure. numbers, but I do think I, I honestly don't even know how. Like I'm enjoying the toy line from it, even though I'm not buying it. I think they look pretty fun and pretty cool. Sure. But I also never really see kids play with toys, so I don't know how many kids are out there actually actively 
into this show or buying the figures or some, you know, supporting this in any way, it's a very difficult thing to read because usually when something's hot, you see it all over. Yeah. You know, you go out to the mall or you go out in public, you see someone wearing a t-shirt or something like that. And believe me, I do not see many He-Man t-shirts, especially of the CGI He-Man. I don't see He-Man merch really. Yes. Um, Like when you, when you mention it, like if I go to Burberry Comics or Hot Topic, it's never it's never He-Man, so that's interesting. You know, and that's how I grade stuff. Like even during the past weeks when I was at spending a lot of time at Disney, I look at what shirts people are wearing. And obviously you're gonna see a lot of Disney shirts. I don't think that is gonna come as any surprise, but I saw a lot of Mets t-shirts. That's cool. I saw a lot of Cincinnati Reds t-shirts. The people from the Midwest like to come on their vacations That's to Florida, funny. actually actually see sunlight for once in their life. Well, what is this? Oh. <laughs> I, you know, but I didn't see, I don't see any He-Man, you know, I don't see, for all the popularity 80s nostalgia has, I don't see a lot of it out in public. It's very true. Very true. When you mentioned unless things, you're like, hmm. unless you're at Something specific event for that, yeah, yes. of course, it's true though. I'm trying to think, yeah, when you mention it, I don't see those things, but I mean, it's popular, right? Everything is 80s nostalgia, so it's got to be popular, you know. Even wrestling now, like someone like me is able to have a pro wrestling tea store, but I didn't see a single wrestling shirt at Disney World. Although we did see it last week, uh, my one buddy over at uh, Game Mode Retro did wear the Captain Shoe shirt to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, he did, buddy. Awesome. So that would be the one wrestling shirt that's acceptable to wear to Magic Kingdom. So everyone who goes to Magic Kingdom must buy my T-shirt and wear it. The I don't make the rules. You know, it, it's just it just is what it is. I watched something on Netflix, Joey. I mentioned it last week. I watched the uh, the Untold Rise and Fall of and One mixtape. You know, I so I came to it. I put it on and I. Fucking knocked out right at the beginning. I was uh, tired already. I knew I probably wouldn't make it, but I was like, "Oh, I kind of do want to watch this." Gomez, tell me all about it. It's fun. It it's the best is it starts, and within like the first sixty seconds, they're already talking about the shit talking t shirts, and it's just like, "Yep." It's like I told he, you. He's like one of the first things I did was I was like, "Yo, let me write down some some trash talk." So I wrote down thirty trash talking slogans. They call me the bus driver because I take you to school. Your game yeah. is ugly like your girl. <laughs> it's like it was great. And it was it was awesome to watch. It's about a, an hour long, so it's quick and easy. And they just go through it. How they just how they put all their money in fucking Stefan Marbury and bro breaks his ankle right at the start. And they're like, fuck. Yes. We gotta they we put gotta all figure that something investment up. into Stefan Marbury. And that's probably around the point I fell asleep. So I, I do have to go boom. back and watch it. It's great. So I enjoyed it. If you went to this stuff, if you grew up watching this, it is a blast from the past to see all these people. It's like, oh, my God, look at this professor. Oh, look at this hot sauce. Crazy. I loved it. Um, this week they got one on the the basketball referee, Tim Donaghy, who uh, fixed the games and stuff like that. You know, I don't know how – informative it'll be you know i don't know how they doc how true their documentaries are when it comes to stuff like that mm-hmm. but it is something that you don't uh really see talked about you know it's a big deal that this ref was in trouble for fixing games 
And it's kind of just yeah. this thing that gets you know, like, oh, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy that happened? Hey, but remember, like- he's the one who cost the Sacramento Kings their shot at immortality. <laughs> at oh, a point where the entire world was rooting for the Sacramento Kings. It was that was just sports, man. That was that was a crazy series. What a time. Basketball. What was that? 2002? 2002, 2001. One of those. Early 2000. Yeah. Man, that team was all like, because I wasn't even like the biggest basketball fan, but then everyone was talking about the Sacramento Kings of that year. Vlade and Weber and Stoyakovich. And just like, then you'd watch them and you'd be like, yo, uh, white chocolate, Jason Williams. You're watching this team. You're like, this is fucking fun. You know, that's a lot of like what the Warriors brought back. Like when they began their ascent to greatness, it was just fucking fun to watch. And that's how the the Kings were. Everyone was already getting sick of the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. So you were waiting for this upstart Kings team to knock them off. And then they fucking got robbed. The Kings, the Suns, and the Magic. Those were those teams that were playing that kind of Warriors-style basketball years before. Before it got perfected. Playing mm-hmm. that inside out, kicking it to Peja wide open, kick it to you know Jameer Nelson, shit like that. Thunder uh, Dan Marley. <laughs> oh, the was it the twelve seconds or left Suns? Were they just? Yeah, it was it sixteen gun. seconds or less? Uh, sixty right? seconds, just just running gun. Boom! Great boom, boom. book, by the way. In case anyone wants to read a good book about the uh, Mike D'Antoni offense, Phoenix Suns with the Steve Nash. Uh, MVP years and how they ran their offense and kind of a look into the locker room. Great book. Yes, very good. Mm-mm. Good shit. Real fast books. I've I've read some books. I've consumed some books, Joe. You've consumed them. I know you don't read. Shut up. Tired of you. Uh, are you a fan of the 1995 masterpiece Heat starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro? Actually never seen it. Oh, it's a very good movie. It's a little I feel like that movie is not like it was like an Oscar winner or anything, but it was one of those movies that literally everybody you know has seen and loved. Yeah, it's a great movie. I say it's a little long, it's like two and a half hours. It could it could trim 20 minutes out of it and be perfection, but it's still pretty close. So that was uh Michael Mann made that movie, and uh the past two, three weeks. Uh, he put out a book, Heat 2. It's a sequel to the movie. It goes, it's a little sequel, kind of prequel kind of thing. Okay. It goes into the backstory and then what happens afterwards because uh, Heat's about uh, guys who rob banks. So, you know, what oh, happened? Oh, I thought it was about this? firefighters. <laughs> no, it's about robbers. They rob banks. Wait, really? Yeah, seriously. It's about criminals. It's All about these the- years, I thought it was about firemen. No, it's the heat. It's you got to be able to drop everything when you can feel the heat coming from around the corner, bro. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cop. It's a detective chasing these, I these guys robbing like, shit. Oh, all the stress that firefighters <laughs> are under because they got to save lives and they got to, you know, they feel the heat. It's coming for them. So they got to get out while they still can. I love you, bro. It I can't not. believe this. <laughs> Is not. Oh, so this is the follow up. This has and, rocked uh, my world. This is the reason I was like, I never wanted to watch it because I'm like, who the fuck cares about some fucking firefighter? I don't need to watch a movie about firemen. Come on. 
Oh, the movie's almost 30 years old. And I just, oh, this whole time I'm thinking it's the completely different movie. I'm sorry. No one told you. I, I wouldn't let Why you know. Why would anybody tell me? We've never really brought it up. Pete never really come up. <laughs> it's one of those movies everyone loves. and But, you know, it doesn't get brought up. But no one I, says, I oh, it's not about firemen. I, but I think maybe if they, maybe because they've seen the, the commercial, the trailer, and they know, you know. Maybe you were supposed to watch that trailer when you were, you know, I have very 13 years vivid old. images of these people dressed up like firemen holding a big hose and putting out the heat. Is there a scene where they dress like paramedics? Perhaps. I'm trying to think if I'm getting things mixed up. Firemen? I don't think so. I think it's firemen. <laughs> so that's a good point. I can't book. fucking believe this. And then there's another sequel book that just came out. Did you ever see the movie Election with uh, Matthew Broadwick and uh, Reese Witherspoon? Yes, that I've seen. I know that one is not about firemen. Yes, so that one's about a girl with an election, blah, 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 in school. Uh, so there's a sequel Was book. It Tracy that, Flick? Was that Tracy, her name? Tracy Flick. And so this book is called Tracy Flick Can't Win. And it's like 30 years later, and it's... We're back and we're seeing what she's been up to. It's interesting. I didn't finish that one. It's good so far. Okay. But I like that. I, Coming I can't up with... believe that's about bank robberies. <laughs> I got some other things. I'll make a list on uh, Twitter. I've been reading some some comics and some, some books. Summertime, I've been doing some reading. So I, I'll, I'll let people know. Uh, the one thing we both watched this week, Gomez, however, a double main man, Sylvester Stallone, is back in action, baby. And yes, time, he's a superhero. Yes, I heard about this movie a couple weeks ago. Like, oh, is this Stallone super uh, superhuman uh, movie coming out? And uh, it's on Amazon. It's free. I was like, oh, who doesn't like a Stallone movie? Who doesn't want to see him with superpowers, being this Superman kind of guy? So I said, hey, Joe, let's check this out. And you don't got to threaten me with a good time. I mean. I don't want to say I watch every Stallone movie, but when there's a new Stallone movie, I'm going, what's that about? Let me see. And if it yeah, my spidey any... senses do go yes. up. Yes. I'm like, what, what is that about? All right, I'll pass on that one. Oh, wait, well, let me see. Because, I mean, he's not, he's no Bruce Willis. I mean, I know Bruce Willis going through it, but even before he's been going through it, you know, Bruce, for years, Bruce Willis has been making them low budget, yeah, low budget VOD. Uh, Stallone, at least, is, he's got his expendables. He you was know, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's still, you know, he's still yeah. big out there. Creed, like he's still a thing. His name so. still carries, I think, more weight than Bruce Willis's name over yes. the past decade or so. And uh, you know, that's that is the main reason I watched this movie. And uh what's the movie about, Joe? Besides, so the movie's Superman? called Samaritan. Samaritan is the name of the yes. movie, Gomez. And it is about a superhero named Samaritan who is presumed dead. Also, he had an evil brother who is named Cain, who killed their parents. And then brother Paul came in and was like, oh, my Samaritan, your brother lives. <laughs> you stupid, stupid boy. I used you. Your mother's a whore. 
There's a lot of wrestling on this episode. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> uh, I think that's the movie, though. It is. So the movie's about a boy who's getting caught up in some shit. And uh, maybe this guy is his neighbor. Maybe it's not. We got to see, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, he's presumed dead. He was killed by his evil brother, who is named the Nemesis. Nemesis. Which was also the name of a guy in my Backyard Wrestling Federation back in 1999. It's a good name, bro. And... This little boy is a big Samaritan fan. He gets hooked up with the wrong crowd. It turns out that the wrong crowd has a crime boss who happens to be a big Nemesis fan. Of course. And, <laughs> and now he wants to retrieve Nemesis's big evil weapon, which looks like uh, Stormbreaker. Yes, for... giant hammer. It is. It's a giant fucking hammer. So forged he gets his by weapon. hate. <laughs> yeah, it's forged by hate, so you know it's good. <laughs> it's got to be good, bro. And if he has this weapon, he could take over the town. Of course. Which, uh, I mean, he's got a super weapon. Who's going to stop yeah, him? I'm, and nobody wants to go outside of the town. I don't think anyone's ever been outside of the town. They just want to take over whatever fucking town this is. But there's this garbage Granite man who City. lives next door. Yeah, Granite City. <laughs> there's this garbage man next door who just tinkers. He's a tinkerer, fixes old he radios and TVs and stuff. Yes. And uh, they think that maybe he could be Samaritan. Hmm. Interesting. The movie is a little under two hours, right? It's like two hours. About an hour forty, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not too bad. It doesn't drag too much. I gotta say, uh the act the action's very lackluster, you know. Like I didn't hate this movie, but there's not a lot, there's not a lot going on, you know what I mean? There isn't, it's not great. I think the kid is awful. So this kid is from Euphoria. He plays uh, a pretty big role in Euphoria. He's great on the show. Uh, this movie, not so good. I think he plays a little... He's better at playing a different type of character. Not this kind of wonderment. Like, oh, I love Samaritan kind of guy. I, I honestly don't know. Him. Like, So I guess the kid is supposed to be like, you know, oh, he's a good kid. He's just getting sucked into yeah. bad things. But... He's openly inserting himself into these bad situations. He's yes. choosing to go into these bad situations. So guess what? He's a bad kid. It's a little jerk off. <laughs> yeah, and at no point do I like do I empathize with this kid when he gets beat up. Like I'm like, oh well, he fucking deserved that one. Yeah. Like even even the other bad kid is like, nah, I don't mess with these guys. These guys are bad. Yeah, he's like, I fuck with them. What's he's up? Like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. You know, all because his mom, who's uh, one of the women from Orange is the New Black, I, I guess she's a nurse. I mean, she appears to be dressed like a nurse and going to nurse work, but she makes no money whatsoever and can't afford to pay the rent. So this kid has to get hooked up with the bad crowd and do jobs for them. That way he can help try to pay the rent. This is how we treat our essential workers, bro. Yeah. Unacceptable. Absolutely ridiculous in a first world country like the United States. Can't can't pay her rent. She's got one kid, lives in this shitty ass apartment, and she cannot afford rent in month. a town called Granite City. <laughs> so one of the things that most people are commenting about this movie is that it feels like it came out in the nineties. Hundred percent. I the look, this, the feel, everything. Everything about this movie feels like it would have been Stallone's follow up to Judge Dredd. Hundred percent. Everything about it. it's like a superhero movie that doesn't want to be about superheroes. You know, like yeah. that was the thing back in the day. 
Oh, he's got superpowers, but you know, like I said, there's no real big action set piece, fun kind of like thing going on. And I think if they had something like that, I would have enjoyed it more. Again, I, it's not terrible, but it's not great. It's, it's all right. Is, I genuinely saw so you were making the joke about hey, this was created in the 90s and stuff, but like legitimately. Like, even the scenes where the Stallone character is performing certain feats of heroism, everybody's standing around taking cell phone video on what appears to be the first ever LG flip phone. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was a period piece. Maybe we missed it. Maybe we missed that part. (laughs) It's, I'm just like amazed by this because then you go on the news and it's, you know, the news. On TV, it's not like internet or TikTok or Twitter or anything like that. It's, it's oh, here is your six o'clock news with Bill Butel from Eyewitness News, and it's just like, what, what is happening here? It's true. Stallone is the best part of the movie. Whenever he's yes. on screen, he just he has a presence. He's a movie star. Yeah, he's on the screen. You like you're interested. Like, oh, what's going on here? So it suffers because uh, you know he's in it, but he's not in it a lot. It's a lot following the kid for a while. Yeah, and stuff like that. And like I said, if there was a build up to the end, there's uh, some twists and turns that maybe you see coming. I maybe say, you don't. I didn't. So it kind of caught. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, I could see it both ways. It made yeah. sense. It made sense sure. at the end where yes. I was like, oh, I should have put that together. I didn't. Yes. Yes. But I say this is basically like the most mediocre. Like this is the definition of a mediocre, just whatever movie right here. This is what you think when you say a direct to DVD or a direct to streaming type yes. of movie. This is what you think of. 100%. It's, it, it, it's not. It's not necessarily cheap, cheap like what you think a B movie is, but it is. Yes, this does not belong on the big screen type of movie. Let me hit some music here, baby. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you our man? All right, baby. Main man standard times. Samaritan. Sylvester Stallone. Amazon Prime. Where is it falling, baby? Look, at the end of the day, we just have to be thankful we still have Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) And he's still giving us movies. He doesn't have to do that. He can sit home. He can wipe his ass with $1,000 bills. And well, no he did just get divorced. Like, did you see that? He got divorced, and oh, he covered no up his me. he covered up his do- his he his covered up the tattoo the tattoo dog. of his wife with the with dog. Yeah, I saw that. Amazing. So maybe he does see, need I, to do these movies. Maybe he does need to do these movies. So <laughs> you know what, Sly? I would love to sit here and say that I love this movie. I did not. Was it? It, but it was fine enough. It was fine enough. And I don't expect you to give me, you know, Rambo at the, at your age right now and fucking just absolutely inflate my ego and how much I want to be like you. I don't expect you to do that at this age. 
But I thank you for giving me this movie and giving me something to watch. It was otherwise a pretty slow week before we really fucking start hitting our stride with all the new releases. So I'm going to give it a double and a half main man. Yeah, I'm around this. I'm, I'm going to give it a two. Uh, it's not the worst thing you saw at the end of it. You'll be like, all right, it was okay. Uh, go in like that, and I think you'll be fine. Stallone is good enough that it, it, it it's worth the watch. If the action was a little bit better, it would have upped the movie probably yeah, a great 100%. deal. But when you hear this is a superhero movie and when they're constantly talking about superheroes throughout the entire movie and then no acts of superheroism is actually really shown outside of a guy with, who's really strong beating up a fucking bully, it's just like, oh, well, that, that's it? Like, that's all you got? Maybe that's the problem, right? He's not fighting another superhuman kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So it's just him just beating the shit out of regular people. It's not really exciting. There's no real, you know. Maybe I mean, I think it's it. really funny when regular people get punched in the mouth and beat up. I do, but then the stakes aren't. It's not like, oh, edge of your seat. It's just like, ha yeah. Yeah, I, but I would have liked to see him do something else. I would have liked to see him, I don't know, eat a eat a grenade or something. You know, like, he ate, like a lot a of, he ate a lot of ice cream. <laughs> ate a lot of ice cream. But so do I. So I'm not impressed by that. Maybe you have superpowers you didn't know. I maybe I do. You think I won this tag team title by mistake? Hard work and dedication. That's how, baby. That's all it is. <laughs> Believing in yourself. Uh... Anything else, Joe, before I hit some more music? No, I think it's time to hit the music. It is now time for the big finish. Right, baby, it's big finish time. Let me get my wheel. Oh, here we go. Spinning it. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Demi Lovato oh. songs. It's a good one. Here we go. I mean, number one. I mean, come on, bro. It's skyscraper. It's like I was waiting to see if you were gonna say that because that's the immediate one that comes to mind. That's like number one. And then I'm not saying she don't got bangers, but her bangers are like three, four, five. Like there's a space between those hits, bro. Come on, my goodness. Let me see. Where do I want to go? Break a heart, fix a heart. What are we doing? Let's see. Uh, heart attack for me was going to be number two. Skyscraper is a runaway number one. Heart attack for me is going to be number two. And cool for the summer. I'm not a big cool for the summer fan. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I might go with confident. Confidence, good. Heart attack. No, is I'm sorry. Give your heart a break. Give your heart a break. Yes, that's what says. Heart. There's heart attack and give your heart a break. All right, that's that's a good list. Um, skyscraper. And don't heart forget, she's, got, she's also got the cover from the Frozen soundtrack of Let It Go. She does have Let It Go. She's also on Fallout Boy, Irresistible. Great version of that. Yeah, she is. Love that one. That might be number three, actually. She comes off. She's on there quite a bit. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh my God! How did I forget? I really don't care. <laughs> oh oh oh! 
I really don't care. Sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry. Demi Lovato is the best. This is a Demi Lovato house. I gotta tell you, we, we love some Demi in this place, bro. We will not take no slander. Oh, so, yeah. Give your heart a break has to be a skyscraper, obviously, number one. Give your heart a break, and do I... Really don't care is so good, but pardon me. <laughs> I'm gonna go really don't care, and then heart <laughs> attack is the honorable mention. Outside, look at it. There you go. Love it. <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. We, I mean, I I'm gonna listen to some Demi now. Now you gotta be. I'm just. Really I hope everybody care. does this week. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> it's so good. Hit him with them plugs, baby. Oh, we are everywhere on social media at Carjomez. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you are listening to it. Leave a five star review. Tweet that five star review to us at Carjomez. You could possibly win an 8x10 signed by both Gomez and myself. You can follow me all over the internet on the social medias at the Joe Shoes, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Help support what I'm doing by buying a t-shirt or a shoot video over at prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes. The Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. What's your Pro Wrestling Tees store? New Metal Kid, <laughs> six eyes. <laughs> com slash new metal keys. That'd be great if that existed. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more fuckery. Uh, I don't know any off the top of my head that's coming out. I just know a bunch of stuff is coming out. And as we, I was going to also, we still got one more week till the big stuff comes out. But otherwise, FWF live uh, for. October 9th at Richfield Park, New Jersey. Tickets on sale now, majorwfpod.com. 8x10s and stuff can be reached and bought, purchased through my any social media. Just reach out, get into the DMs, and we can work out some deals. Otherwise, that's a Moray Cowboy. One, two, three.